0: You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Today I have with me, uh, dare I say, one of the granddads in a field of nutritional science that has always fascinated me. Uh, Many years ago, I remember watching television in the early days. I've always been interested in clinical and research nutrition and I saw uh, people talking on television about aloe vera. I knew what aloe vera was, it was a plant. You know, you could go to any store, plant store, and see aloe vera. And uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Rob Krakowitz, in the 1970s, Uh, introduced me to aloe vera. I saw it had medicinal properties because it had a thick skin and had a gel inside and the brilliance of someone who would converge those two instead of just taking the gel. Well that someone is here with me today. Scott McKnight uh, is to aloe what your humbled host Doug Kaufman is to the fungal role in the disease process, fungus and disease. Scott, welcome, and thank you
1: thank so you, much Good for being
0: shot. with me. You know, Scott, when you were in makeup today, because we're gonna do some television right. shows together, I said to you that when you pass, a library burns down. I mean, you, you are a walking, talking library of aloe vera. And back when Dr. Krakowitz introduced this to me, you were in it, I mean, you've been in this 40 some years. Um, teach us a little bit about your inception. Where did you begin in the aloe company? Where did you steer it? I know it's a huge, uh, uh, in, in the in the course of uh, many years it has become a huge market aloe vera. And I know that you and several other people, Bill Lee, whom we'll talk about, kind of steered it in that direction. So take me back to the 70s when you got involved.
1: Well, I, I'm
0: glad you mentioned
1: Bill Lee. I consider him, uh, you just not any way to give honor and respect to somebody like I have for Bill Lee. Uh, and fortunately, Dwayne, one of your advertisers on your program, is getting his aloe from what I consider to be the best source of aloe in in the world. Uh, and Bill Lee's story is his father sent him to America. He was raised in Korea. His father sent him to America to explore the aloe industry and to get started in it because he had some miraculous healings himself from aloe vera so bill lee came over here and started Aloe corp and Aloe corp, uh, started down in the rio grande valley and then because of the occasional uh problems they would have with the weather the coldness aloe vera has to be grown in a temperate climate and or because any cold it'll freeze and, yeah. and burst and uh but he built a nice business down in the rio grande valley and it got wiped out, and then he built another nice business. And He ended up going to Mexico and growing his aloe vera there in a climate where it never freezes. Okay. Uh, he's just about 60, 70 miles out from one of the main
0: cities in Mexico. Scott, you uh, put together something called the International Aloe Science Council, and that story fascinated me because here you would travel to India to see a doctor and he said, well I use aloe for this. Then you'd go to Mexico and meet with five doctors and they said, well we're using aloe for this. And you said you became frustrated, there needs to be a council where all these doctors converge. It's a little bit like the five blind guys
1: that go to the elephant, you know, and one feels his trunk and one is late. Yeah. They all think they're looking at a different, yeah. the same thing in a different way. Right. And I thought, wow, if we could bring these doctors together and they could uh, share their information with each other, what a what a compendium of information that would be. And so uh, I contacted the ones that I'd been working with in Japan and England and Canada, Venezuela. The MD Anderson Cancer Institute mm. sent a couple, and uh, they, they they were a little slow to grab on the idea because they all cherished their own research. They didn't sure, want to share it. Yep. But the truth is, they finally decided they would come and and they paid their own way. I didn't pay them to come in here at all. Uh, I did host them. You know, we yep. had at my place, a business and and uh, but the stories they brought were astounding. They got so excited listening to each other. One doctor, a surgeon from North Dakota, Ahmed Abdullah, had a patient that had gone, gotten drunk, and gotten in a snowbank overnight, and his hands and his feet froze. They were just swollen black lumps, and they brought him into him to amputate him. Well, he trained under John Hager at the University of Chicago, and he was one of the foremost researchers in aloe vera, and, and so he took the hands and packed them in aloe vera and, and also ingestible. And, and uh, he brought pictures of that man's hands and his feet. First picture, swollen, black, had to be amputated, right? Next picture, 12 hours later, not quite as bad. 12 hours later, not quite as bad. Getting better and better and better. The end result was he literally only amputated a sixteenth of an inch off of that middle finger, of the right hand, and and the rest of his hands and feet were saved. And it, and it
0: just took a few days, I mean. Well, there's... it took
1: a few days, okay. it, it, wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. A few weeks maybe, But yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, that's better.
0: Here's what boggles my mind, most people hear aloe vera and they think, okay, topical for sunburns, when the kids were little, we used the gel on sunburns, worked wonderfully. A lot of people don't know that it's also ingestible, I mean, this is good for the intestines, the stomach, and so forth. Um, when did you cross that bridge? When did you go from, gee, this might be a good topical, to gosh, it can also help with your intestinal health?
1: I was fortunate in that when I retired from the Fuller Brush Company, I'd been there 20 years, was the head of it, and I left that company and, and moved to Dallas, and I'd never heard of aloe vera before I moved to Dallas. So I started kind of fresh. Uh, fresh. and. Uh, but I found, I discovered, there were a lot of people taking a little bit of aloe and a lot of water and making a lot of money. And, and it was hurting the aloe industry. Mm. And uh, Don Loveless, who's the head of a nice aloe company today, and Stan Fredericks, who is a chairman of the board of another great mm-hmm. aloe company, uh, and I, we got together and decided that if we brought science together so we could truly... Uh, document the things that people were experienced with aloe, it would be a great help. So uh, in the early 80s, we started the Aloe Science Council, which became the International Aloe Science Council, IASC. And, and we did it with, with four really important reasons. We, we, number one, we wanted to establish credentials, uh, criteria, standards for the industry. We wanted to eliminate these guys taking a little bit of alo, a lot of water, ripping off the public. We wanted yeah. to protect the name. We were all working with the aloe, the, the national, uh, sales, uh, on the board of the of people like Avon and all these big companies. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, on that, that. And we decided if we did the same thing with aloe, we could save the industry mm-hmm. by putting standards in number one, uh, number two, fostering research, number three, getting the story told. And so we started doing that, and the first meeting we had was, uh, it used to be the Marriott Hotel right there on 635, and we had about 30, 35 people come in, growers and sellers and processors, people, and they got excited about the idea that we would found a science. But prior to that, my own company, Allo Commodities, had done research with doctors for three, four years, and we knew the kind of power that would be there. So uh, we started the Alloscience Council, and we brought these doctors together, and the first meeting they come to, Doug, they were skeptical about sharing their research sure. with other doctors, Sure, yeah. And uh, but we got them to come and didn't pay them to do it. They come on their own nickel, bought their own way in, in fact, one doctor from MD Anderson, he said, Ron Pelley, he said, Scott, he said, you know, I, when I come and do this, I get paid $10,000. And I thought a little bit, and I said, well, you know, Ron, I could pay you 10000 but then I'd have to charge you 10000 for the other eleven. <laughs> <That's laughs> he did true. the math. He said, okay, I'll be there, no problem, no problem. Uh. And uh, But from that spawned a research trend on aloe vera, that at last count, I haven't been intimately involved with them for a few years. Mm-hmm. But when I left, they'd, they'd done over $84 million worth of research collectively, all of the companies yep. together, yep.
0: And it's what, astounding. So tell me, what do people listening to this right now, uh, what do they need to know about aloe? I mean, we're a society today. Nutrition, as you know, nutritional supplements has become a multi-billion dollar field, and I think that's a good thing. Um, right. if, what, if I'm the average person listening to this, why would I be fascinated with aloe vera? I just read an article from 2014. Even dental schools are now talking about its anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antifungal you know, they're packing teeth with aloe vera, a lot of dentists, which is a great thing. But where where is the general public's interest in this product?
1: There's two ways I can answer that. The first one is the one that the FDA likes. And and the FDA has seen enough research and they feel very comfortable with us telling people that this will soothe the digestive tract. I, I the, the little purple pill that people bought with the side effects they, well, I had a doctor do a study with 21 of those people, and they took aloe instead of the Zantac, and no offense, Zantac, but the, uh, uh, at the end of 30 days, everyone was off of the purple pill onto the aloe and, and liked it much better, and no side effects.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, this, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that's, that's uh, you're introducing his product on your show today, has got a study from India. Over 5,000 people were in this study, and there's no side effects reported anywhere. It's all natural. It's so good. But here's the surprising thing that I, if I were the people in your audience, I'd take away. As good as aloe is for the outside, for your skin topically, there's probably 80% of the aloe business is ingestible. Hmm. It's either in capsules or in, in liquids that go into the body. Because they will do for the body, they soothe the digestive tract, and they stimulate the immune system, and uh, they help the immune system. And the immune, if you have a strong immune system, you can withstand almost any disease you come up
0: against. And and because
1: we strengthen the immune system, we help your body function on its own as it should naturally.
0: See, and I've read these prior to you coming in because you're the kingpin of this, and I really wanted to know what goes on in your head. I read these articles about methicillin-resistant uh, uh, you know, bacteria. I read articles about Helicobacter pylori. And what they're doing is they do in vitro studies. They put these bacteria in a test tube and then put a little of the uh, aloe vera in. You've got to assume Look, in lieu of taking big, strong medicines, I would sure talk to my doctor first and say, look, you need to know a little bit about Doug Kaufman. Before I swallow something that's gonna block acid in my body, isn't that acid supposed to be there? It's just not, you know, can I try something natural? Can I uh, do this? One of the problems is, and you can help me with this today while I have you here, witch aloe. I can walk into a health food store, and I did this in Austin and there were 14 aloe vera products in there. So, how does the public know? You referred back to those guys taking a bunch of water and a little aloe. Is that still going on today or is this more of an exact science? Bill Lee grows and supplies the aloe
1: to your customer that, that you're gonna be talking about. Dwayne, Dwayne. yeah. Dwayne, yeah. With, it, with his with his product, it's made in the very best possible way so that you get the most out of it. You see, there's two ways. To, to process owl. Really, there's, there's the uh, gel process, and you fillet out the outer leaf, and you have just the gel. It looks like a fillet of mm-hmm. a fish, mm-hmm. and, and uh, kind of squiggly and wiggly, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but you throw the outside away, the, the others. And, and it's true, by doing that, you don't have to filter it. So the people who do the gel say, we never filter our product. You don't have to do that. The whole leaf people said, yeah, but when you filter, when you just do the gel, you're not getting all of the 205 ingredients that are in aloe vera to help the human body. You're missing some because you're throwing it away. So what they do is they extrude the aloe and then they filter it, take charcoal filtration, filter out the aloe one, which is a laxant. Even the, the uh, ISC has set a standard that you can't have more than 15 parts per million of that aloe in your product. Hate to be too technical, but that—that's mm. what they do. And this product that that you're introducing on yours has even less than that. And and sometimes you don't even detect it. It's it so well. But here's what's unique about this product: they have taken the gel way of processing, so that everything that a person selling the gel can say, you can say about Dwayne's product. Everything that they say about the whole leaf. You can say about Dwayne's, because what Billy does, he processes them both and then he puts them together, and in putting them together, you got the best of both worlds.
0: So Aloe Apex aloe is Apex you know is uh, the
1: finest combination of aloe together that I've seen in 45 years.
0: We started with Bill Lee, and we'll finish there. You've enjoyed an illustrious 40-year career, just in aloe. I mean, after you retired, you went into aloe, you built up a heck of a market, a heck of an interest, and most importantly, I think, uh, Scott, You built up a science where there was none. Other companies now, resveratrol, you know, all of these uh, phytonutrients are kind of following standards that you guys set decades ago. And I'd be remiss if I didn't get you on tape because one day you and I aren't gonna be here and we'll have tapes like these to remind us that before there was credible science in this, there were nice people putting together supplements trying to help people. Today, we know a lot about aloe vera thanks to you and Bill and, and the whole crew. I thank you for coming in and sharing those memories with us.
1: Pleasure to be here, Doug. Really thank a pleasure you. to
0: have you, you bet. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.